0: Let's uh, take a look at the bigger picture. Kevin Nicholson's with us, CIO at Riverfront Investment Group Global Fixed Income. Thank you, Kevin, for being with us. Your thoughts on the market action and what it tells you going forward?
1: Nicole, the market right now is finally starting to get on board with what the Fed is saying. For the longest time, the, the market didn't believe that the Fed had the wherewithal to continue its rate hiking cycle, and now the market is finally realizing that that is indeed. Exactly what the Fed is going to do, and you're starting to see Fed funds futures uh, predict, you know, that uh, they could raise rates to as high as four and a half percent. Um, that is not my uh, end of the year target, but you know it definitely is in the uh, picture. I think that uh, by year end we could see the Fed uh, raise rates to three and three quarters to four percent was kind of my target. Uh, thinking that they would raise 75 basis points this time uh, with 50 and then 25. but obviously that can be subject to change.
0: Right. Understood. You know, I just saw a headline cross about the Fed and how uh, obviously going to be raising rates. But while they talk and use the word pain, they won't really use the word recession. What do you think of that?
1: Well, I think that, you know, not using the word recession is kind of a moot point. I think that ultimately, if the Fed tightens um, financial conditions enough, that we will be ultimately in a recession, I think that from our standpoint, we weren't predicting a recession until the latter part of 2023 into 2024. So I think that we have some time. Um, You know, we have a very strong labor market and it's very hard to see a recession when you have a labor market this strong.
0: And so with that now, tell me about the global story, because I think that the FedEx CEO certainly has his pulse on the market. I mean, is there anybody else who has more of an inkling about what's going around the globe and the FedEx, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would agree. Uh, You know, internationally, they have a lot of headwinds. They're going to have the headwinds, obviously, from inflation. They're going to have the headwinds uh, because of energy. Uh, And their central banks are behind the curve as it pertains to where the Fed has already gotten to and where the Fed is going to continue going. So I think that you're going to see a global slowdown uh, over the next, you call it three to six months. And uh, you know, so that uncertainty is obviously going to weigh on the equity markets, and it's going to put pressure also on yields because uh, central banks are going to continue um, hiking rates
0: i understand that so in the meantime here what's the strategy as far as investing
1: so for us the the strategy has been hang out somewhere close to neutral um, because there's the potential that you have uh the uh you know the fed stop at some point uh that earnings actually come through, uh, and that you don't see the the dramatic slowdown that some are expecting for earnings as we go into 2023. And if that happens, then we could see equities move uh, up. From current levels, but obviously, if earnings don't, if earnings disappoint, they're going to uh, go and retest the lows and maybe even go through that. So, that being said, we've hung out close to neutral. Um, We're slightly underweight uh, equities and we are. underweight duration so uh in the portfolios we're focused on the front end of the curve because you're getting more yield per unit of duration so you have higher break evens Um, but we're also keeping some dry powder some cash available so that if we do get a a determination of one direction or the other whichever it is that we'll be able to react
0: right understood and are there certain areas that you would say are better than others. I know you're watching this range here on the S&P 500. Are there certain types of stocks that you would go for over others?
1: Well, so for us, we've been leaning into mega cap tech. And the reason for that is because we believe that they can uh, generate reoccurring revenue uh, and they can self-fund themselves, unlike the vast majority of you know, technology companies that are going to have to depend on going to the capital markets. We believe that mega cap tech uh, has the ability to self-fund. And so that uh, is an area that we have been looking at. Um, and obviously, uh, depending on um, how uh, things shake out, we uh, also have been focused on you know uh, creating um, a portfolio that has energy that we have um, you know slightly overweight energy uh, in our portfolios as well.
0: Yeah, and you said uh, so slightly overweight energy and um, heavily uh, cash elevated cash levels so that you're ready to make some moves, right?
1: Yes. And, you know, the the big focus, one of the big focuses in our portfolio is that we have been um, long the dollar. So, you know, in our international exposure, we've been hedging out the currencies. And we think that that is uh, a trade that we will be able to continue to ride uh, for the um, foreseeable future.
0: Understood. And just a quick thought on fixed income. I know you were looking on the short end of um, treasuries,
1: right? Yes. I mean, so that's where we have been positioning in the portfolio. But as yields go higher, we will look for opportunities to add a little bit of duration in the portfolio because we have uh, been uh, short duration uh, in our portfolios. I think that by uh, the year in, we're going to see the 10 year is going to bounce around. And we think that it's going to be in a range of three and a quarter to 375. I do ultimately think that we're going to break above the three and a half that we saw uh, a few months ago.
0: Right. Understood. Kevin Nicholson, thank you. CIO, Riverfront Investment Group Global Fixed Income. Thank you, Kevin.